0: Hello everyone and welcome to Interviewing Aliens. I'm Tiffany
1: and I'm Jeff.
0: In today's episode we are honored to host a friend to all aliens and a hot alien summer camp alumni herself, Karen Rontowski aka Paranormal Karen. Karen's expertise spans a broad spectrum. As a tarot master, she has guided countless individuals through transformative readings offering clarity and insight. Through her Patreon, her prowess as a teacher has enabled many to embark on their own tarot journeys, equipping them with the knowledge and skills to navigate the intricate worlds of card reading. But Karen's talents don't just stop there. In the realm of comedy, she's carved a niche for herself with her psychic stand-up. Her routines, sprinkled with spirituality and the supernatural, resonate with a wide range of audiences, drawing from her experiences and her observations and weaving them into narratives that are both relatable and hilariously insightful. Her podcast, Paranormal Karen, delves into the mysterious, sharing tales that intrigue and captivate listeners and interviewing guests all over the spiritual spectrum. Her genuine curiosity and passion for the unknown have made her a respected voice for the paranormal community. Today, we'll journey with Karen through the various facets of her life and career. We'll discuss her evolution as a tarot reader, her comedic inspirations, her foray into the world of podcasts, and her experiences with the AOD and Hot Alien summer camp communities and her perspectives on the spiritual and supernatural. Join us as we engage in what will surely be a riveting conversation with Paranormal Karen, a true trailblazer in her fields and uncover stories and experiences that have shaped her remarkable journey. And thank you so much for coming on the show today
2: well thank you for having me and not only that was a great intro who wrote it
1: <laughs> oh i like i like to go through and write these it's like one of my favorite parts of the show is writing stuff about my friends
2: so. oh my god i may can i steal that for my uh website it was so yeah hard. please absolutely yeah, <laughs> be honored yes send me a copy that was way better than i've ever done.
0: <laughs> well karen we came to meet you through the hot aliens uh summer camp and the alien school field trip community and of course we've we heard heard you through um many other facets and podcasts and comedy specials and through jesse reeds community um and we're so grateful for your support and, well, and of course you. we can't wait to have you come back again next year
2: Yes. And thank you for having me. And I always have a good time. In fact, uh, this year, it was great to be with Ryan Singer. And he texted me and he was like, that's my first booking for 2024. And I was like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> you guys We're are so excited
1: ahead. to have you two back. Uh,
2: I love working with him and we had such a good time.
0: Yeah, so I think our our, uh, attendees could have sat and listened to you all night long. It was such a blast to have you guys. (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) And I know you're doing a big tour right now, doing lots of traveling. How's your your travels going? How was Dubai?
2: Dubai was amazing. (laughs) And it was like what I needed rinsed off of me from where I live in Utica, New York. It was like it rinsed off all the negativity and it lasted a little while. But it was funny because uh, the other two comics I was working with were from the UK and one of them really wanted a reading. And you know, I I oh I'm pretty I like to help people out, but you know, when it's your job, it's like you're I do like 20 readings a week and then someone's like, Can I have a reading? And I'm kinda like, oh, okay. So they caught me. They caught me at night after we had a couple of cocktails, and I was like, "Sure." And then I started to get on the elevator to go get my tarot cards, and I got a text from the other one that said, "Stop! Don't do it. Tarot cards are illegal here." Um, What? I know. Oh, my God. Well, there goes the stand-up routine. <laughs> yes. Well, they I didn't do the psychic stand-up there, but I think they would have let me. It was more like a thing. Like if like Dubai is very, very – they want the customer to be right. They want the tourists to do whatever they want. So someone would have really had to complain. I know in Iran tarot cards are illegal, but mm-hmm. – and everybody kind of said behind the scenes it's the biggest thing. So if somebody hired you to do it and you weren't out in the open – but I was like <laughs> get ready to come right out in a restaurant and be like,
0: all right. <laughs> Let's do it. Be packing heat at the restaurant in Dubai. That's exactly. crazy.
2: <laughs> Thank God that other comic was like very. He's very organized, and he Googled it before. I I just stepped on the elevator, and I got. No. Oh wow! <laughs> oh wow!
0: So, what else is coming up for you? I know we're gonna. Uh, we will be missing you in Vegas, and for, I know you're gonna be there for Halloween. We're having a little field trip at the second week of November. But what's what's coming up for you for your next travels?
2: Oh God I'm just gonna miss you guys i uh so this uh, October thirteenth fourteenth I'm in Alameda, California. We'll do a little ad. Then I am the October eighteenth I'm the funniest housewives of Orange County in Orange County, California. The nineteenth I'm in Idaho Falls and then I go to Ogden, Utah. And then the 27th, I was in L.A., but I had to make a switch. I'm actually in, if anybody's in lower state New York, I'm in uh, Cortland doing psychic stand-up. A bunch of these shows will be psychic stand-up. And then at MGM with Brad Garrett on, I think it's the 30th through the 6th, it's that last week where... October oh, we'll just over. miss you. Oh. I know. And he's in the show. Some of the, a uh, couple of the shows he's there, which is even more fun. And it's, I can't quite talk, uh, him into doing the psychic standup. Everybody's a little hesitant, but he does all this <laughs> crowd work and he and I, we would just have the best show. I know he would love it if I can, maybe someday I'll talk him into it, but
1: yeah. So, Fingers so that's crossed.
2: My schedule.
1: Yeah. Yes. When you say psychic stand-up, there's going to be some people out there that aren't sure what that is. Can you describe what your psychic stand-up routine is?
2: Sure, sure. And they can see the clips on on my TikTok if they want. So when, when I do the psychic stand-up show, I do, let's say there's a, like the show in Cortland, I'll be doing about an hour. Usually I do between 45 and an hour. And the first uh, half will be stand-up. And then the second half, I pull out my tarot cards and I take questions from the crowd. And I kind of roast people at the same time, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> and it's really interesting because they don't always know that I really do that. So they're kind of hesitant, like one person will raise their hand and have a question. And then as soon as they answer for the first person, then all the hands in the place go up like, Oh my God, I have a question. But it's funny because in upstate New York, like no other place. I think people don't want to know their future. They're like, we're so depressed. We don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> So sometimes I do tarot speed reading where everybody picks two cards out of I, I have I have I, it, I go through a tarot deck about every six months where they're just not usable anymore, so I throw them all in a basket wow. and yes, it's a lot of shuffling and um <laughs> then I put them in a basket and I have people pick two and then we do tarot speed reading so but it's always fun and in people I think people really like it and it's always different so it's great.
1: Yeah, we experienced it at summer camp this year and it was a lot of fun oh yeah Yeah.
0: absolutely (laughs)
1: well good yeah I can't I don't think I can do it in
2: Utah (laughs) um but other places I'll be doing it in Alameda and I'll be doing it like I said in Cortland and uh yeah so so and anybody can email me if you're like I want to see that show because a lot of people just want to come out for that show and Mm. I'll let them
1: know where and when it is
0: Fun. We've got aliens all over the place, so I'm sure they'd be happy happy to come see you.
1: Yeah, for sure. Exactly. So what were some of your first memories of coming into your abilities as you know a psychic reader and a tarot master? Oh, I thank you for that for that
2: name. I I, I don't know if there <laughs> I don't know if there is it. I'm so I'm so. uh like tarot is such a magical thing to me. It's almost like a paranormal expert. Is there one? Since we only know so little about the universe, can we say mm-hmm. expert, I guess, but I'll take it. Um, So I had had psychic experiences as a kid and I'm a Leo Gemini rising Aries moon. So I just came into the world. There was no... The paranormal doesn't exist. I just knew it. I believed in it. And I was always, to this day, I'm still amazed when I meet people that are like, oh, that's not true. And uh, so I my first experience that I really remember was um, my sister has epilepsy. And we when we were kids, we went to the beach. It was a big deal to go to the beach. It was like a five-hour drive. And and the whole time we were there, she wouldn't go in the water because the, the waves were so big. And she didn't, she was like, I don't want to, I think I'm going to have a seizure. I don't know. And uh, so finally, before we were going to leave, she says, all right, I'll go in. And she's about 20 feet away from me and she's right next to my dad. And uh, we go over the first wave and then she looks at me and she screams, oh my God, I'm going to hyperventilate. That's what she would call it. So she says, oh my God, I'm going to hyperventilate. So I ran over to her and she put her arms around my neck and she like sat on my hip and I started to run in towards the shore. And then a voice in my head goes, no, run out to the water. And so I turned around and I started going out deeper. And then this huge wave came and father said, the only thing that made it over the wave was my head. And if we had been in any closer, we would have been caught in the undertow and we would have tumbled out. Like we wouldn't have made it. And, uh, so then when we got on land, I said to my dad, why didn't you grab her when she screamed? And he said, she never screamed. And then she said, "Oh wow, yeah, she said, I never screamed. So that was sort of my first, uh, thing that happened. And me and my sister are very, very connected. So it's no surprise we would kind of have that telepathy. And, oh, wow. um, yeah. And then I was always kind of into psychics, but I didn't have a, lot of money. And then I met my teacher whose name is uh, Jacqueline Valdez and I would go see her in San Diego. And she is kind of who I model what I do because she's, um, she's so spiritual and she's, you know, it's not just A, B, and C. It's kind of like you try to integrate what the cards are telling this person with their spirit and the whole thing. And, um, and so I used to go to her and she'd always say, you really should get a deck. You really should, do this. You're very psychic. And then I ended up buying a deck and I thought, if I can learn everything about these cards, I should be able to put this together like a puzzle. And that's, uh, that's my history. Wow.
0: How do you keep good spiritual hygiene when you're doing your readings?
2: (laughs) You know, I'm not that good at that. I won't lie. (laughs) (laughs) um, I burn a lot of incense. In fact, it's weird to be here, uh, in the winters in New York because I'm used to Los Angeles where even when it's cold, you can open your windows. I burn a lot of incense. I do a lot of meditating. Um, I use a lot of salt in my bath and, and, uh, in my shower or salt scrubs. And also I, um, I really just kind of, have to I just have to think about stopping and clearing it. Also, I do yoga and when I'm exercise for me is like an incredible grounding. Like I go to a rowing class in the morning and then I go to a yoga class at night. And I think yoga really pulls everything back into place. Mm -hmm. Uh every once in a while I have a lot of frankincense around. If I can't burn incense, I will put it on the back of my neck and on my temples and my third eye. And um, that's kind of the whole routine. That's uh, there's. I'm always doing something. Last night I had my first breathwork class, or I'll go to a sound bath. So, so there, it's a variety thing. I also don't get stuck with one thing. Sometimes I'll do a meditation. There's my dishwasher. That's not a demon in my apartment. <laughs> um, all of a sudden, everything went chaotic. Jessa always says that that's when the matrix is like, stop talking. And they try to make noise and motors. Like, yeah, you can't um, stop us. Yeah, I know. So the, sometimes I'll do a meditation on the seven la- layers of the aura if I feel like there's junk around. So I always change it up and keep it fresh.
0: That's one of my favorite things on your podcast is the 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 aura readings or the seven the layers of the aura readings. Like, those are great. Oh, good, good. They're or on your Patreon, like- sorry, not your your yeah. podcast, but yeah, Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> yes, go check out Karen's Patreon, please. <laughs> yes,
1: I, right. And I'm
2: doing it. I'm doing it up new for December, uh, where. Uh, uh, I don't want to do an ad. Well, i would just, it's going to be, you're going to get a beginning of the week. You're going to get the whole week laid out for you. So, Ooh, um, wow, yeah, so hopefully, uh, yeah, I'm switching it up. That's my big thing is I can't get bored. I got to keep switching it up.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So you mentioned earlier that you're not so good at the the hygiene while you're doing the reading. Is that part of your reading process? Do you feel like taking on someone else's energy is, is part of how you like dig into to what's going on with them? You
2: know, I don't have as much of a problem with that as other, I think other readers pick it up more. I do know when, uh, I was reading for someone who really had an, I I can tell an energy vampire that I can start to feel that right away if that person is just that, but I've had where when something has an attachment, someone lady called me, she absolutely had an attachment. And I, every time she started to complain, I swear I could have dropped my head on the table and went to sleep because it was pulling all this energy out wow. of me, right? So once you recognize that and in your head, I was like, stop it, get off. And um, I sort of do at that point when something like that is going on, I do sort of like this light that comes in my uh, crown and then kind of goes out my butt right into the, into the earth. Mm-hmm. That visual, I do a lot, even if like I'm flying and I start to get anxious or I'm in the airport and the plane's not going, I start to get mad. I try and do that light through the crown into the ground me. So that's kind mm-hmm. of a go-to and it works pretty quick.
0: Yeah. Um, so let's talk some more about your paranormal history, your paranormal investigation history. I'm fascinated with this idea. How did you get into a uh, paranormal investigation?
2: Um, well, I will tell you if there was ever a, uh, someone guiding me, it was about how I got into paranormal because, um, it's kind of an open, you know, it's such an open thing and everyone's do it, which I think everyone should do it, but all of a sudden everyone gets teams and decides they know what's right, which is really bizarre. So everything, I was full on making my living doing comedy and I was so fascinated by the paranormal. And I used to go to haunted places when I was on the road and just check them out. And I was going to try and make funny things out of them. And I didn't quite know what I was going to do with it. And then there used to be this, um, they used to have not podcasts, but there was all these uh, places where they could, people could put up podcasts or they could, Podcast live, but they weren't quite podcasts. I can't remember. They were like channels on the internet and they were kind of complicated because we didn't have all this technology then. And there was, I all sent out an email to all these paranormal shows. uh, And I said, Hey, does anybody want a paranormal comedian? I'll try and make jokes. I'll go to haunted places. You can call me up and ask about them. And only one person answered. And that is the guy that everyone will hear me refer to as my demonologist, Tommy, who has been my friend forever. And uh, I think we only got one or two of these done. And then we all kind of got busy. But I met with him. And he has really been like, I was so lucky. He taught me protection. Before I even was going out on these things, um he taught me about darker entities um and he was really my kind of opened my door for this. I talked to him uh we texted back and forth probably every day I same thing with his wife, but I always remember you know we ran into some sticky stuff, and if I didn't have what Tommy taught me. I would be lost. I could see myself making some huge mistakes and just running in where I shouldn't have. So he sort of started me. And then at that time, this may still be, um, there was something called meetup and you would go on to meetup and look for uh paranormal investigations in your area and they would put them together. You could pay like $35 to get in on this one. And um, and they, you, you know, you'd buy your own equipment or they'd help you use, learn how to use theirs. So I kind of started out like that and it eventually grew to, um, Tommy kind of stepped out. There was a, he just has got so busy and stuff. And I kind of, he, he sort of initiated me in slowly. I love it when he's like, here's a book you should read because he knows he has so much knowledge that it's like, don't run in so fast. And, you know, so he kind of initiates. So people that have problems that used to go to them, they can kind of go to him, they can send it to me. And then I go over it, what's going on. And then I consult with him. And uh, it just worked out really good because he doesn't want to be a front man. And I'm like, I've got a podcast. I can help everyone. (laughs) So that was kind of my start.
0: Have you ever had any experiences during that journey that like made you question your beliefs or like really opened your mind to new possibilities?
2: Yes. Um, I don't think I don't I you know, there's this feeling for people that haven't been around really dark energy that it's like, well, how bad could it be? kind of. Even I was kind of like, how bad could it be? And then when it happens, you sort of realize. Um, you know, I don't want to, I like this saying where people can take care of themselves, but there is stuff out there that's bigger than us. My friend Tommy always says, you just want to stay on an even keel. You're not going to beat this thing. You want to stay on an even keel and save yourself. And I think that the few, and there's very few, but real demonic cases I've been on is you do realize how strong you have to be and how that's not a joke. That's not a, let's go antagonize whatever's in Bobby Mackey's or whatever. You, you learn very quickly that this is way more serious.
0: So your, your podcast, speaking of your podcast, Paranormal Karen, you explore all kinds of paranormal, metaphysical, and all kinds of spiritual phenomenon. Uh, What have been some of your most intriguing or unexpected moments you've encountered while recording podcasts?
2: Oh, interesting. There's two things that are very, um, I think my favorite podcast is coming up in January. Um, it is, uh, from someone who was a real victim of MK Ultra. Oh, wow. And, yes. And it's not even, um, people think that I, I actually heard her on another podcast and I kind of had a, she's not really out in the public. So I had to find her. And I got her book, and it that was the most fascinating. I think my distrust and dislike for the government is turned into, I shouldn't even say, <laughs> almost complete anarchy. Like, no, 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 no one's working for us. And I don't mean the, the people that are, you know, working in offices and stuff. I mean— whatever the higher up is there's nothing working for us and people think that MKUltra was this thing where they kind of got prostitutes to get men and then they gave them LSD and tricked them into that and waited to see what happened that's not what it was it was literally a legacy where people were chosen from childhood to be a part of this and and it's it's really beyond shocking but it's that's probably one of the biggest is how much how much we're being lied to about everything. Um, and how much we really are. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm not too, you don't have to go too far to get me to believe a conspiracy. I, you know, I don't mean that I'm really gullible, (laughs) but like, I know someone that was like, um, there are no birds that are mechanical. Birds aren't mechanical. And I was kind of like, I don't know. I can see the government making birds them. aren't <laughs> real. <Yeah. laughs> right? I mean, not all of them, but I can see the government making mm-hmm. one bird that was a spy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They make beetles. They have beetles that have cameras in them. So I can I can go out pretty far. But I think um that and uh I did the darker stuff, unfortunately, really fascinates me. Mm-hmm. And that's where I feel like I uh, there's been a couple of shocking moments with that. I think a old, old, old episode where my friend Diet channeled a demon, which I would never do that again, but holy, sh- holy cow was that, <laughs> that was, that was a really bizarre, strange episode. And then everything got wow. weird, everything got weird for both of us. And Tommy, it's, it's my friend, Tommy's is always famous for him saying, well, I wouldn't do that. And then we all go do it. And then there's a problem. <laughs> And he was kind of like, he's like, yeah, I think that that demon is tracking you a little bit. And I was like, what does that mean? And he was like, just take care of yourself and do good. Even now I can still kind of get that feeling of what that felt like. And that, uh, that episode, so many people thanked me for doing it, which surprised me, but they said, thank you for going to the place that we're afraid to go, Mm -hmm. but we can hear about it.
0: What kind of experiences did you have afterwards? If you Um, care to share,
2: you get a lot of, um, you know, I I still, it was like very strange people. There was a couple of people that came up to me on the street that clearly were not, I would say, didn't know this at the time, but I would say clearly were like, something was wrong with their eyes and they were just walking up and staring. And it's sort of like, it's sort of like opened a door like that. There's a, there is that saying, if you're going to look into the paranormal, it's going to look back. Yeah. So, um, and then things can get scary around your house or you don't know why you're jumpy. But there's a definite feeling when you're in that moment with, whether it's in an investigation or whether it was what we did there, there is this energy that feels like somebody just turned on a microwave and every cell in your body is at its highest tension, like like you can almost see through yourself. And I still get that. In fact, it's weird. I'm getting it in my haunted house right now. When something like that is around, it sort of goes from the knees down. That's where you start to feel it. You Mm -hmm. go, I go, "Uh uh-oh, something's in. Something's in here. Um, Mm -hmm. It can be a different feeling. I don't know what it is, if it's the connection to the earth, but also sometimes that will happen in a better feeling, not a creepy feeling, when uh, information is correct, when I'm doing a tarot reading, and uh, I'll get then I'll be like, "Oh, this is right on." But that feeling I will never forget. And every once in a while, I'll be like, "I'll get it," and I'll be like, "Okay, what's wrong? What's around?" And I have been incredibly lucky. In fact, I really screwed up one, um, probably one of the worst cases. And we always hand out a questionnaire. People have to fill out a questionnaire before we will investigate their house or see what's going on. And Tommy's amazing where he can read through and know like, no, I think this is a psychological issue or, you know, he can spot it. He's been doing this for years. So this one time a friend called me and she, and I was like, Oh, let's just go down. And it was the worst case ever. and, I think everyone has a connection to a particular archangel and mine has always been Archangel Michael and I have never um disregarded or disrespected that relationship. I have times where I just thank him out of the blue for protecting me and when all was said and done um I even Tommy was like I can't believe you didn't you walked out of that unscathed. He was like yeah, something is watching over you. So I I know that. And I, that was the place I learned my first technique, which was as we were doing this investigation and it was very obvious, this thing came in the room. Like there's no, it's not like, Hey, do you feel weird? It's like, Oh my God. And I could see the room got strange. Um, almost like you're not in it. You're kind of in a dream. And I looked over at my partner and she was compromised. She was like, making funny movements and stuff. And I heard my tarot teacher, who wasn't even a paranormal investigator, she said, uh, they want your mind. They want your mind. And I immediately fell into, my name is Karen Rontowski and I know who I am. My name is Karen Rontowski and I know who I'm. And I looped it in my mind over and over and over and over. And I think that was, I think that literally kept me safe. Is knowing who you are. I was later reading the um, Exorcist Handbook and she talks about um, when she's going into a really bad case, she will loop a nursery rhyme or uh, something like that because it keeps your mind looping. So it's very hard to invade the mind when it's looping. Mm-hmm. So So I found that very interesting. Yeah.
1: I do that same thing kind of intuitively to myself when I have kind of like weird energies about me. I have this thing that I'll say to myself, I say, I'm me, you are you, and we are everything. And I just loop that over and over and over in my head when I'm in like weird energies. That's so weird.
2: Oh, that's great. And weird that I got a text message just as you were saying that. Did you hear the ding? (laughs) Uh -uh. (laughs) No, that's great. I think that's anything like that, that, it's not I'm going to take over you or, you know, it's not anything you see on Ghost Adventures, which, by the way, was a really good show. But it's not any of that. I'm going to get you. No, no, no. I'm just going to take care of myself. That's what I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I've had the chills like 10 times since you've started reading this. This is incredible. <laughs> I'm,
2: always the, I'm always the creepy guest. But if you're interested <laughs> in the dark stuff, I, I, I wish I wasn't as interested as I am. But I I think I'm in a place now to, you know, my friend Renee did my astrology and she was like, no, you are the paranormal. This is uh, unbelievable. And of course, now I live in a weirdly haunted house and all that stuff. So it just happens.
0: When you do your investigations, are you also doing like are you helping doing clearing work or are you just kind of like figuring out what's going on? And like, what, what, how does that process go when you, when you are finding things, are you helping to clear that space or, you know, communicate with what's going on there?
2: Uh, Somewhat every case is different. And usually what we will try to do is go in and assess. Sometimes um, stuff can be cleaned, but usually to have the, I almost want to say the person in the household, um, we can sort of teach them to do it themselves sometimes. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. really the best case scenario because like uh, there's a lot of, uh, like I said, every case is different, but if you're chasing something out of an apartment, it will go to the next apartment and then it will come back. So Mm -hmm. we try to teach people how to take care of their space all together and to sort of stay on the straight and narrow. Now, there's kind of two versions, like, yes, you do sort of draw to you, like the, 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 you can almost see shame or regret can sometimes draw something like this to you or draw it out, and now it's attaching to your, your own pain or your own hurt, It's almost like something can get an in with that. But I have seen people that just moved into the wrong house and somebody else conjured something and anchored it there. And then that person moves in and it's just random. But, uh, trying to, uh, you know, you can also have where the house is horrible. Next people move in, nothing people after them, horrible again. So everything is kind of a frequency or yeah. something like that or I guess we're not on their timeline. You could live there for 10 years and all of a sudden, holy cow, what just happened? So, we try to teach people, you know, it 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 all goes back to being connected to your source, whatever that is, and basically how you treat yourself. Mhm. Yeah, so so we try to teach them. Every once in a while in a big case, uh people will will go in but I don't do that much clearing. I you might also know my friend Elaine um Hathaway. Um she'd be a great guest for you guys. If someone really I sometimes I just send people to her and she is a witch that removes it from her house. So oh, there's wow. a, It kind of depends. It also it weirdly depends on how busy Tommy is or can we do this or what's going on. But um sometimes if people just want something Done away with, they go to Elaine and then hopefully it doesn't come back. But there's always weird, yeah, yeah.
0: One of my favorite guests that you have on, Vaughn. I like, I, I've listened to every single one of, of your podcasts with Vaughn on there. I mean, his, his stories are absolutely fascinating with his paranormal he's investigations a... and things like that.
2: <laughs> I don't even know where I met him, but he's fantastic. <laughs> Whatever he's doing, I, he always will send me an email, Hey, I got a new book on this. And I'm like, Let's book it let's do mm-hmm. it. He's wonderful. Yes. He just sent me his new book. That's on a scroll and it's beautiful.
0: Oh, we need to link that. I need to find that.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes. It's fantastic. So yeah, I've been very lucky. I just, I, I don't know. I, I feel like the right guests come to me and, uh, I can't remember. There was only one that actually I felt like I didn't click or I thought, nah, I don't know about this one. But uh, it's intuitively been really great, the guests that I've gotten. I don't have any complaints.
0: Yeah, you've had even one of our own aliens, uh, Pete martochi the blue-collar spiritualist, was on recently with you. And uh, he was on our podcast recently as well. He's, he, is, uh, he's quite a celebrity in our little group.
2: <laughs> oh, thank you. He's, he's fantastic. Everybody – I will tell you, I don't think there's a nicer person. <laughs> like like literally I I mean everyone loves Pete that's just I, I don't think he has any enemies he'd probably say well I might have a few he'd go well <laughs> I might have it but I would say I don't think so but yeah. I mean, I think he's wonderful
0: I love the way that there's so many people in our community like you and Jessa and Pete you all ground it like you can get so caught up in the love and light of it all but you like yeah. really ground it and make it so much more realistic and approachable and, and like everybody can do this just you know here's here's you know try this out you know, check this out but that's one thing i love about all of you
2: oh well thank you well that's yeah i think uh i think too much love and light is ungrounded and then Mm -hmm. i'm probably the darkest of everybody (laughs) but i know ryan (laughs) ryan can go dark with me too ryan's ready to (laughs) that's why i think ryan and i sometimes are dangerous for each other
0: (laughs) oh we love that pairing you guys have done paranormal investigations together correct
2: Yes, we have. And we've done conventions together. And, you know, he and I were both doing it for like, I don't know, 10 or 15 years. And everyone kept saying, you got to meet this person. You got to meet this. Never met. And then I think I did his podcast first or, and then he did mine. And, you know, yeah, I, I really, there's such a, uh, a, a great chemistry there. If I was mm-hmm. ever to get a TV show uh, and it was about paranormal investigation, it would have to be, I would just, it wouldn't be negotiable. It would be Ryan.
0: Oh, I'm manifesting that. I want that in my life. <laughs> yeah. I want to that. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> well, it's funny TV, t- Tom, my demonologist is a uh, TV producer and he creates shows and, and I'm like, he's going to produce my next comedy special when we can never get it together. But, um, but uh that would be the, i w- you know the show's already built tommy in charge and me and ryan running around i mean i'm not sure even anymore if i want one of those shows cuz they've kind of been oversaturated nobody's i mean the uh the i said the the paranormal brothers the there's one that's funny not comedians but funny but um i don't know it, there's a uh, It just, that that does sound like, I'm not that interested in the show, but to be flying around with Ryan and Tommy just
1: sounds Mm -hmm. the best. I would take it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That sounds like an experience for sure.
1: Yes. I feel like the the next big wave of that kind of show is like hyper niche market entertainment. Like, Mm -hmm. you know. Doing your own subscription service for your episodes, you know, so you're not getting a huge audience, but the people that are watching are really invested.
0: Absolutely, in it, you know? absolutely,
2: yes. And I kind of feel like that is happening, anyways. We're trying. I'm trying to figure out the niche for psychic standup because it's getting. Like it's getting, I'm getting strange places that call me and are like, we want to put this show there. And they're not, some are comedy clubs, but they're not all comedy clubs, which is interesting because I was like, okay, if you got the space, I'll do it. Um, Yeah. I think you're right about things turning into a a kind of a niche uh, thing. You know, it's funny because I think it was, I did the Comic-Con in Los Angeles And I think there, I did it with someone who I didn't know they had a show, but he had a paranormal show and he was very cute and, um, kind of an actor and super nice, super nice. And, um, the room filled up with, I think girls that were there to see him. (laughs) (laughs) But it was funny because it was one of those situations where, um, I believe he knows what he's doing now, but there's a place called the Sally house. And that's, there's probably two places that I wouldn't go ever just wouldn't, would not go. Um, in fact, one of them, they had a paranormal convention and every time I tried to get to it, they were like, there's no rental cars. I'm like, no rental cars. There's no flights going to Kentucky. It was like, oh, the universe was like Mm -hmm. block, block, block. But, um, I think when they don't understand is they just kind of put together some people that weren't that paranormal ish. And he had, he told me his story after of what happened when he went into that Sally house and, you know, it was something really followed him. Like you think you're funny. And, uh, it was, it was about as awful as it gets. And, And uh but that's where I'm always like, you know what? God plopped Tommy in front of me right at the start. Mm-hmm. Like, yep, yep, here you go. Uh
0: one of our friends who's also a guest on our show, Rainbow Goth Guy, he's a, a hospice work- worker and a death worker, he is um, going to a comedy special tomorrow night at a funeral home. <laughs> like oh, that's great. Who's he going to yeah. see? Uh, I I'll have to find out, but it's I just thought that that it would be such a hilarious uh you know respectively but that would be a very funny place to do like a uh, spiritual metaphysical comedy psychic stand up for sure
2: well you know who did it Ryan did his special in he invited me out to um it was a uh, it was in the city of Middleton i say this wrong every time but he did a special a documentary and a, a his special in this haunted uh middle school in ohio that's closed now and it it was wow. so haunted. And for like three days, the, the documentary team that didn't believe anything, when he was done with his special, they were like, we are getting out of here. And I was like, oh, wow. but yeah, yeah but it, yeah, it, it was um, it was wonderful.
1: Now, I've seen the special, but I didn't know there was a documentary to go with it. I'm going to have to go hunt that down.
2: Yeah, I think it's coming out because that was when courage courage passed away last year, but when the when we had the animal communicator on the phone and courage before even being there, and she was somewhere else. She was in Florida, I think, or Virginia. And uh she described where all the bad things were and and described things through courage that she wouldn't know not wow. know in any way. It was that was my Halloween episode, I think, two years ago, and it was bizarre. It was really the, the, the dog described everything and said, don't go here. And, um, he described a wall and they had a, the, one of the guys there had a, um, I think you might know some of the equipment, like they have a, a shack hack, uh, where it goes Bitcoin, and it scans radio stations, and things can talk, he had something there they 're out there they 're hard to find, but um, where it cut out the white noise and it made the radio stations go backwards so that you wouldn 't confuse their words with what we were coming over and the and it was just one of the most incredible communication tools. And it was, in this place, it was beyond fascinating. So at one point, the the animal communicator, who wasn't really into, she doesn't like scary stuff, I was telling her about this thing that, um, how incredible the evidence was. And I was listening to edits and I said, do you want to hear like 30 seconds? And she was like, yeah, because he would put reverb on it. So here's what it would be like if they said, Karen, if I walked in and said, hello, It would go, Karen, 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 and you'd hear it
1: so clearly,
2: right? So I just, and sometimes junk would come through, which would be the radio or whatever stuff that didn't make sense or you couldn't understand that was just being picked up on, you know, FM or AM radio, whatever you had it tuned to. So I sent her a clip, like a very short clip, just a random one. And she said, I'm, I'm terrified. Or she said something. And I said, what happened? And she said, listen to the first voice that came across this tape. And it was her grandson who calls her Gammy. And the voice goes, Gammy, Gammy, Gammy. Sonia, Sonia, Sonia. Oh. And her name was Sonia. And I, I didn't even pick it up. I had all these files. Wow. And it was like, it was the thing just letting her know, we know you were spying. Like we know you were talking to the dog because she wasn't even <sighs> there. So to randomly have that come up was just crazy. And then I went back there one day and this kid had on a shack hack, the, the one that has the white noise and stuff. And I walked in and Claire Isabel voice goes, hi, Karen. Oh,
0: wow. <laughs> That's incredible. It was like till number 15 over here. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> chills the whole conversation. It's so, amazing. Ryan,
2: yeah, Ryan's really great at finding those uh, really haunted places and stuff. So he's, I I am not good at organizing or jumping in, and Ryan is like, "Let's do this," and then before you know, it's happening. So <laughs> I love riding his coattails with that kind of stuff.
0: Well, we can't wait to have him on the show, Ryan. Yeah. If you're if you're listening to this, we're, we're coming for you. <laughs> yes,
2: yes, you should. <laughs> That's great.
0: Oh well, it, your experience as, as a psychic medium—like um, I know you were—you were kind of just born into this. Is there, like, with all the different clairs, the clairvoyance, clairsentience, all of those things? How do you feel like you experience the spirit world? You I mean is it like physical? Is it uh, just like a knowing? Is you know like, there's a lot of people that are curious about how um, everybody experiences their own spirit.
2: Um, mine is more of a knowing. And also I always clarify because I'm trying to learn mediumship. In fact, everybody that reads for me is like, no, you're a medium. And I'm like, no, I can't do that. So I'm trying to learn that. I just took a class with, um, Dana, uh, Willie and, uh, and she has a friend named Matt and it was fantastic. They're going to be on my podcast. They gave out just a great class. And I started, but I really do just a knowing. And I also, um, when I learned, like I said, I just learned, I studied the tarot cards. I turned them into flash cards, kind of a way that some other readers would kind of poo poo and they'd go, don't learn literal every symbol. That's what I did because I thought, I don't know if I'm psychic. I don't know how to do this. And then I thought, well, I'll just do that and put them all together. Now you cannot... I mean, I can say there's a card I know everything about, but when it comes up in a reading, I'm not getting everything. My eye will be drawn to what I need to see. Or sometimes I glance over the card and I immediately get what I need. But I tell this to other tarot readers. If you think you have nothing, just start talking. Mm -hmm. Just start talking. And And that is a really great tool because sometimes I'll just be talking and I'll be like who's talking? Who's that? You know what I mean? But, um, I really do more, uh, when I read health sometimes I'll get it throughout the body, but I feel like not only are we changing as human beings, but I feel like we're all sort of morphing. You can say you have one, but we're moving in and out of all of them. So I sometimes, I a lot of times hear things in my head. It took me a long time to learn that, Claire, audience is not a voice outside your head. Sometimes it's in your head. Mm-hmm. And I will hear that very clearly. And that one is kind of my favorite, but it's very random or um, something I remember. I don't usually read on the news or get too many vibes. And when I do, I follow them. But I remember when that Malaysian flight went down quite a few years ago, literally in my head, they just said, a, a Malaysian flight. I can't remember what it was has disappeared. And I just was like, they're never going to find it. They'll never find it. It was so clear in my head. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I mostly it's a knowing, or I don't even know if it feels that way because I'm actually doing on my own sort of trauma work. Now I'm getting more into my body. Like I'm kind of disconnected in my body. But it just feels like I'm telling a story. I do a lot with my eyes closed now. Like I will glance over the reading and just close my eyes and see what comes. But usually when someone asks me a question, I will be shuffling the cards and putting them out. But in my mind, they'll already be like a a road that's open that this is where we're going, or I don't think this sounds right. Or, and then the cards sort of reinforce it.
0: Is there uh, been any themes recently that you've noticed during your readings that we're kind of moving into, like, especially what you said about moving into, like, the body? I think a lot of us are experiencing that for the first time, like, Mm -hmm. for, you know, (laughs) the last 30 years is moving from the the head party to the heart party and moving into the body. Is there any themes like that that you've experienced or you're noticing in your readings lately?
2: Yes. And there is one big one, and I don't know if it's going to end at the end of October because my friend, I don't know that much about astrology, but somebody said we're ending a two-year cycle. So I feel like the United States cannot decide what timeline it's on. It doesn't know, like we are, the government is going to change. That's it. I don't know if it's going to get overthrown. I don't know if it's going to implode. I don't know what's going on. But something is going to change and you can feel it building up. And a lot of times, because the United States can't guess what timeline it's on, everyone is stuck. Everyone is stagnant, but they are anxious and they don't know what's going on. The Anyone trying to buy a house or sell a house is getting stuck. Anyone that wants to move, I, I, the cards just keep going, not yet, not yet, not yet. And I don't mm-hmm. know if we have to wait until 2024, but right now everything is very, you know, people will call me, oh my God, we got the house. And then I'll get another call. It didn't go through escrow. We don't know why, but there is something about everyone being in their place right now. Like I've never seen before.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. What are you seeing for uh, 2024 coming up?
2: Um, you know, I I I haven't looked at that yet. I do my predictions podcast, and sometimes I let other people do it, but I, I think this year I want to do it. But I feel like there's a switch between 23 and 24, and it's going to be another one kind of like the pandemic where it's like, uh-oh, everything really just changed. And mm-hmm. you'll notice, you know, the people that are striking. I really think um, – I, you know, it's one of these things I don't want to get your podcast pulled because I've had podcasts pulled for saying stuff, but I really think there's kind of a overthrow of the government coming. And I don't mean Mm. like January 6th, like something's happening or there's a, you know, the distrust. I, I can't believe people still trust anything on the news, Mm -hmm. but they do. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, to me, it's getting like, almost like they really are lying and laughing at us. So, uh, but every time I hear the auto workers are now the nurses or the truckers, I'm like, strike, strike, get it, get your money, make the, you know what I mean? Because we have just become seven corporations and mm-hmm. that's it. Right, and, yeah. um, and they're going to kill us. And they're, you know, I do worry also they're buying up. There's certain parts of like, I read about a story in Georgia where BlackRock bought off like every house within uh, two counties that was under five hundred thousand, which means they want the poor or the lesser to be renters the rest of their lives. They don't want anyone owning a house or owning land. So I I don't know what is going to be that thing that pushes people over the edge. But I I love when France was on fire for a month.
1: Oh yeah, because
2: they were like, we're not going to retire two years later. We, they don't know. People in America don't even know. Our retirement got pushed back to 67. People don't know that happened without our permission. Those guys are like, two more years, we'll kill you all. And I was like, (laughs) go France. Whenever I see the people protesting, I'm on their side. I don't care.
0: Man, the French Revolution's been such a sink lately. (laughs) Like, there's so much pressure that's building up, just like that. People just don't want to do this anymore. And I've turned the news off in 2020. I couldn't do it anymore. I don't know if that's, yeah. you know, whatever. But uh, you can just feel it. Like people are just done living this way. And and I've been saying for a while, like when when something's about to die, it will put up a fight. And I feel like that's, that's what we're getting ready to experience is, the, is you know, that structure is going to fight, you know, tooth and nail to stay alive. But I, I don't think it's got much of a future left.
2: No, I'm with you. Somebody's white knuckling this here and they're mm-hmm. really trying and I I you know sometimes I get scared people aren't waking up fast enough but I uh, but we'll see. But, um, yeah, I – I uh, like I said, I don't even want to say those phrases again so you don't get flagged. I had yeah.
1: – <laughs> I let
2: anyone on my podcast say whatever they want. And if it's something that I think – like I do have one where I have to put up a, a, a thing in the beginning that says, you know, you can email me if you're offended. And, you know, I would even have somebody on the show to answer. But I have one that's got a lot of triggers in it. But I do let my guests speak. And then we will sort of – later there was something – I'll double back and be like, well, wait a minute. You know, I, I won't, I won't, but somebody said plandemic and it was very interesting because I had, I had a tape go viral on TikTok. It just went right over a million. It just went that fast. And, And then it was like, everyone was alerted to me and they started pulling down podcasts where the guy said plandemic They started pulling down stuff left and right, where it's like, I wasn't on the radar and it's, and they shadow banned, I got shadow banned everywhere immediately. So it was a very strange, I'll still always let my guests, you know, they're, they're my guests so that I can hear what they have to say. So I will always do that, but, um, it is getting weird. This is the, I'll give you this one more tip for people, um, that sort of another weird synchronicity of how it got connected, which was um, I was taping my regular, uh, I do a podcast on my Patreon also that uh, they're a half an hour and you get two a month and they only stay on the Patreon. And I, one day I was like, Oh my God, all these negative thoughts that are looping my head, they are dead thoughts. And I had to think about that. I was like, what do you mean they're dead thoughts? And they were like, they're not attached to you they're not a thing. You're not thinking of them. It's they were like, they're just looping around. And I was like, so I did the podcast and I said that, I don't know what that means, but they're all dead thoughts. And then I was interviewing a guest and they were saying how, and I've heard this three or four different times from other people that AI is, if they go on the AI generator, sometimes their brain starts to feel weird. And, and this person said, that's AI and they're doing algorithms on your brain. Like they're trying to find out what gets stuck. What is, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. what is this person stuck thinking about there? And that's kind of creepy. I'm a big, I'm not a fan of 5G and the EMF, but, but it, I thought that's what a dead thought is. That's not coming from a person. That's not a thing. That's not in your head. So everyone watch and see if you can differentiate between what might be low self-esteem or this or what's a dead thought. It's just being put there and it's just looping with nothing. Wow. And it's always negative or it's, it's, you know what I mean? Go, Oh, that's a dead thought. That's not connected to me. Wow. Yeah. It's getting weird, isn't it? It really is, <laughs> it and is all of so the uh,
1: all of the alien disclosure stuff as well. That's that's kind of my thing for twenty twenty four. Is I think there's going to be a really big, like undeniable alien event of some kind that yeah. all the soft disclosure stuff is uh, like preparing us for. And I mean, if you're predicting, you know, collapse of government, I'm predicting the rise of, you know, the one world government because. I think that if we suddenly do find out that we're a part of like a galactic community that it'll unify the planet and I'm a utopianist. So I'm going to say that would be a good thing, but it could definitely be a horror show as well. So
2: (laughs) yeah, well, uh, you know, that's uh, I I think there is two resets or world orders that, um, yeah, I'm sure one could be good and one is black rock, which we don't want. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah
0: just depends on who's driving the UFO. Yes, I agree. <laughs> whether yep, it's I agree. whether it's us or them, who knows. <laughs> and there's
2: a, there's a fantastic Instagram um and the person's name is Jennifer C, C E E, and holy cow, is she amazing. Um so I think everybody would enjoy her Instagram. She covers things the way I like, it's like fast da 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 so much information. So uh, I think you would you would really like that.
0: Yeah, I'll you know, we'll to link that for sure.
2: Yeah, she's amazing.
0: Well, there are there any upcoming projects or events uh, in your work that you're getting really excited? Do you want to share with our listeners?
2: Um, I've been working on a special for a while. Moving to Utica kind of broke it, slowed it down a little. But mm-hmm. I am getting ready. I think um I'm probably going to start in December. I'm actually getting a little more excited about my Patreon. I'm going to change it so that um, every week, if the people are on like the $3 level, they're going to get a uh, thing for the week. They'll get like, I used to do a lot of cards of the day. They'll get the card of the day. They'll get the week. They'll get what to expect. And it'll be a little bit longer and it'll be every Monday. And then I'm going to do a lot more live things, including readers who don't know where to go to read they can come on. I think that's the $10 or $15. They can come on and uh, practice reading with strangers and I'll have everybody on. And then I think that's how I met you, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That is. Um,
2: and, uh, and then maybe even invite outside people that might want to join the Patreon. But I want to do a lot more hands-on. I was thinking today maybe I could do some classes live and then post them back up. But um, I want to get excited about that because... That is such a positive community mm-hmm. and, uh, and it forces me to stay on my game. Every once in a while, someone will send me a question and go, what is that? And I'll be like, I have to think on my feet. So it makes me a better reader. But that's really that for um, 2024 and probably December of 2023 is what I'm really excited about. And uh, after that, I don't know, I think I just kind of came up with a plan to get psychic standup out there. But other than that, you know, taking care of my parents, I'm just trying to make mm-hmm. where I am work. So,
1: yeah. Well, speaking of community, um, do you have any messages? Are you picking up anything for our little, you know, AOD slash hot alien summer camp community?
2: You know what? Every time I see you guys, I just feel like you're on the right track and you're figuring it out. And I know there's a lot of, um, this is the part that I'm glad you're taking a long time with, is I know the part where, um, and I'm nobody, so you guys do whatever you're doing, where you want to buy the plot of land and all live Mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. And I love that you're taking time with that because I always feel like we've been bred for the opposite in the United States. We've Mm -hmm. been read not to get along. I want what the Joneses have and this and that. And you guys are really moving towards it. I think at the pace you should. And I think that is going to be something I really Mm -hmm. do. So take your time and just you're you know, you're learning. This sounds crazy, but everybody's learning to get along on the planet right now, or they're learning to split. And that's going to be, as long as they keep us split, so I feel like there's this other. Um, see, once you ask, I can't stop talking. People are <laughs> having real trouble. i here with for it. <laughs> people are having real trouble with relationships because we're learning not to be codependent. So what a relationship looks like is not the same. So do I still want to stay married or do I love this person or what isn't moving? Because our brains are like, you got to get on this track where you date and then you're committed and then you get married and then you have to, and it's just, none of that is happening. So people are sometimes, sometimes it is construed as loneliness. And sometimes it's just what's going on. But it's part of the growth, and it's a little bit hard right now. It's very hard right now.
0: Oh, I've had b- full body chills the whole time you talked about that. <laughs> That's yeah, the, yeah. one project that we're very passionate about, and and uh, so it's very encouraging to hear that. Thank you so much.
2: Yeah, you're going to do it, and I'm going to be at the door begging to get in. I'll be late. Yeah, I'll be like, you guys did all the work, but I want to come
0: in. Yeah, we'll save you a spot. Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome.
1: So we always ask our guests who is someone you would like to hear on our show in the future.
2: Um, well, you know, Ryan and all the regulars that we kind of go through, but anybody they can get Jennifer C high five.
0: Okay. (laughs) All right.
2: We'll Uh, reach out, you know? Yeah. You can always reach out. That's all there is. I reach (laughs) out all the time and I don't hear from people. And then I'm a shocked who else I hear from. Oh, you know who else, uh, I've had so many great guests. I don't I don't know who you, really
0: you really have.
2: You really have. Yes. Shoot for the... Oh, there's another guy too, I'll tell you. Um I couldn't get his attention but his name is Tom Montauk, and uh he's on YouTube but he's uh he's got a lot of music mixed in with his matrix stuff but but he's quite awesome to listen to also.
1: Perfect. We are going to be having some musicians on soon. Maybe that'll uh put the energy out into the universe that we want to have it, them on too.
2: Yeah. Exactly. They're the same as comics. They have the same thought patterns as comics when you break down how the brain works. So they're very connected.
0: Oh, I love it. Yeah. Well, tell us where we can find you. Give us, give us all the ads. I know you're all over the place.
2: I am. And pretty much if you plug in Ronkowski anywhere, I am the only one R O N T O W S K I, or you can plug in psychic standup up. And uh, really everywhere my handle is at Rontowski, whether it's TikTok or Instagram, and then on Facebook, my whole mind is there. But I don't do that much Facebook anymore. So look for at Rontowski. You can book a reading at KarenRontowski.com or Rontowski.com or PsychicStandup.com. All those things, I own them. They all point to me.
0: Perfect.
1: Great.
2: And listen to Paranormal Karen and the Patreon. Patreon's the big one.
0: Yes. Go check out our Patreon. It's great thank we you we're both it's doing... members
1: we love it
2: yeah. oh great it's doing really great and i want to blow it up next year i want it to be really really big
0: hell yeah got it yeah. well we so look forward to having you at camp next year and our growing relationship and partnership uh we are so honored to have you on the show today thank you so much for spending the day with us
2: well yes, thank you, you guys and uh i really appreciate it good luck the podcast is great yeah no, thank you so much
1: really appreciate it